millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 6 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week? Yep. It was uh, the return of the last emperor in Bellator (laughs) fighting. Uh, For those that don't know, Fedor Emelianenko, long uh, regarded as one of the best uh, MMA fighters ever. What's his name? Fyodor. Fyodor. Fyodor Emelianenko. Fighting in the US for the first time in a long time. Um, Just the, the purest man physique, too. Pretty much, he is like the Russian dad bod fighting for the motherland. Uh, in a in a heavyweight tournament, he, he was fighting against Frank Mir, who was the UFC champion at the same time that he was the champion of um, the Pride. Pride Japanese organization. So he's in America for yeah, no one knows who's, who was on more gear at the time either. Well, someone does, and it's probably the Japanese. They <laughs> probably in the contract. <laughs> um, but yeah, got a visit from the FBI. Apparently, uh, can't remember. I think it's. One of the people who was at the center of the uh, probe of a Russian collusion in the election was actually the owner of Bellator and uh, <laughs> was friends with, with Fedor. So, yeah, the FBI came in were with him the entire time leading up to the fight. To be fair, I can understand that. Well, well I, mean, I feel like they just wanted the free tickets, to be yeah, honest. That as well. But, I mean, it, Fyodor, Fedor has um, been well publicized that he's very not close, but he's in close, contact yeah, with close. Putin. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's close. very close. And, and, yeah, and his brothers, you know, got a, a checkered history. Checkered is one way of putting it. Yeah, uh, I think in Australia we call them colourful racing identities. I uh, we I, do time for assault. I did watch the fight um, with Fyodor and uh, Frank Mir. Yeah, um, but I saw the, um, the the actual video or the GIF. No, I watched the Joe Rogan um, oh, version, reaction. Yeah, yeah, um, where. Eddie Bravo, who looked the most sober I've ever seen him in his life, yep, it was. Um, called the fight for Frank Mir about 40 seconds <laughs> yeah, earlier, yep. <laughs> then Fedor finished it. Yep. To be fair, I actually quite like Eddie Bravo's commentary on the fights. That's great. He doesn't just, go into random, well, he does get into random ass shit, yeah, but just, not as much. If you can stop him talking about anything else except fighting, yeah, great. It's amazing. Brilliant. But as soon as he goes off fighting, nah, I couldn't, could not be interested. Well, in that yeah. same that same episode, they were talking about they're going to put some mats down in their studio and have like a top-down view. So when they're talking through a fight during the fight campaign, they can they go in real time, yeah, and go he's, through what they should be doing. Should why be not? He's got, yeah. he's got an indoor fucking archery range. He can do exactly. whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. I still want to see Dan Ricardo on that. So do I. And like, he's a massive UFC fan, so I know. Maybe just ring up Uncle Joe and let him know. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet him or something. But, uh, you know, also with uh, Bobby Knuckles uh, fighting out of... Well, we were supposed to fight out of Perth before. It would have been perfect to have him on. Yeah, yep. No uh, Josh, you got a highlight? Yeah, um, F1. Um, it was the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, and for anyone who can instantly look at a map and know where Azerbaijan is, you're better than me. But um, Grosjean, he's uh, the big uh, big event. Obviously, was um, Ricardo and Verstappen both in the same team fighting each other. It was brilliant, brilliant television. And in the end, um, bit of friendly fire. 
Yeah, uh, Verstappen tried to put Ricardo into a wall, you know, a wall on lap 13, and then tried to get on lap 35, and then towards the end of the race, he decided to weave all over the track because Ricardo was faster and behind him after a pit stop, and they both crashed out. Uh, and that was bad enough, but you could see it coming from a mile away. Um, always going to happen, whatever. But the highlight for me was old mate Grosjean. For years, he had that reputation as being a bit, uh, bit crash happy. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yep. First corner nutcase, I believe. Yeah, is what we were calling. Yeah, um, the the Grosjean torpedo, um, the French torpedo, and he, he sort of set a new standard here. Um, so after the uh, Verstappen and Ricardo coming together, they brought out a safety car, and there's only about seven or eight laps left. So everyone's getting a bit anxious, a bit tense, trying to get the brakes warm and whatnot. And so behind the safety car, uh, somehow, Grosjean's flicked the switch, which flicked the brake bias all the way to the back. And when that happened, he's just sort of weaving around to warm his brakes up, and somehow he ends up ploughing fair into the wall, driving at about, you know, probably 80 k's an hour <laughs> under the safety car. The funniest thing was, instantly, he's gone, what the fuck was Ericsson doing? Yeah, he tried to climb, he got hit from behind. <laughs> he, was, he was nowhere near him. Like, he was literally a good 10 metres away. But uh, he, that's a story, you stick it to it. Good on him, good on him. So that was my highlight, the fact that Grosjean, for a couple of years, he's been pretty good. He's been keeping his head down, but now he, he's fucked up royally and he's still trying to find a way. Who would have thought it was on camera? It was like that meme, you know, the guy riding the bike and he sticks the mm. stick in the bike and oh, yep. whatever. Anyway, um, I'm glad we had some highlights uh, away from the footy because I thought the footy was pretty ordinary this week. But yep. we'll go through the games and I think we'll brush through a few of them fairly quickly. Yeah, apparently some off-field stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, isn't damn. there some great stuff? Well, last, last week we bumped up uh, Damien Barrett for having a, a pump-up of text because there wasn't enough positive articles and, geez, they've gone the other way this week. But to be fair, the footy world has fucking supplied it. Yeah, the, there's, there's been enough there. Fair bit of supply going on in the footy world. <laughs> supply is a good <laughs> word. Yeah. Um, well, it all started off with the blockbuster on Friday night with the Bulldogs and, uh, and Carlton. I, I thought Carlton showed a little bit, but clearly they're not up to it yet. Well, up to Friday nights? Up to AFL standard. <laughs> the AFL must hate Carlton because they have not had a good Friday night game for as long as there's been well, Friday night games, I reckon. Well, remember they had... Seven one year, and when they were shit, yeah, and then they went right. You got none the next year, yeah. And then this year they got six. I think that happened to Richmond as well. Um, they we had like a little spell. We had yeah. a few in one season, then we yeah lost all of them. I think so. They gave that the kibosh, but yeah, it was a chance for obviously you know them to put a win against a team who was kind of struggling at the moment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they failed to show up for most of the game. Um. It was billed as uh, Crips versus Bont and Pelly. Um. And at the end of the day, I think they were both fairly even, although obviously Bont's team was one. Yeah. I saw the coaches' votes they gave it to Crips, but from what I was watching, he was making a lot of silly mistakes as well. Yeah, and I mean, when your team is not in good form, then you need to really take it on your own and sort of stand up. But a lot of handballs, there wasn't really a whole lot of, that it was actually doing with the ball. Handballs that are going behind a running player. Yeah. I mean, for starters, they're handballing to running players, and that's a good start. Because you know? <laughs> previously, he's handballing to the bloke standing still, who's about to get poleaxed. You know, we're, we're, we're baby steps, is what we're yeah. saying. Yeah. But I mean, if it's not for Levi Casbolt pulling down a mark, is it really is it even a reason to watch well, the Carlton Charlie Kerno. Remember, yeah. he started, yeah. his first five minutes of the season was unbelievable. Yeah. But now he's... He's well, we got 1-4 for this game. He's missing him from the goal square. Yeah, and like, that was his forte. And not, of, the, not the worst miss of the round. No, no. Not, not even in the top three. I'm going to say, he wasn't even on the, on the podium um, <laughs> when it comes to that. Oh, God. But anyway, that they got through. The other uh, major talking point of this game was uh, Caleb Daniel playing, yep. playing Sands Helmet for the first time in 15 years, they reckon. Yep, yep. He went from a helmet to a beanie, um, which uh, not many blokes can do that. 
No, no. It does usually go the other way. Yeah. Um, although this is the second time I've seen him without the helmet at the footy. Yeah. Remember we were at a game once when he was injured and he was uh, walking along the back of the... Uh, and Eddie had, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, right. the crowd. And I went, that's Caleb Daniel, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. Not getting bothered at all. No, it was either him or Uriah Faber. I think they could be the same person. <laughs> he did have the longer hair then. It is funny. He looked bigger once he took yeah. <laughs> He looked AFL size for some reason. And yeah, that was about as exciting as uh, that match got. I mean, they got that much coverage from the media that yeah, it's uh, not good when your full performance is overshadowed by someone not wearing a helmet. I think yeah. I think more people actually watched uh, Ling John's uh, Twitter. Oh, you see that? Man gets hit not. by football. Yeah, you know the Simpsons bit, uh, man gets hit by football. Man the, gets, man, old man is the cloud? No, no, yeah. man gets hit by football. Like no. um, Hards no. Molman. Hards Molman had a video and Homer's on the um, their version of Tropicana Fest or whatever it is. This is the very long version of this. Yeah, right. and gets hit in the groin, falls over and he wants to vote for that rather than Moe's poetic black and white thing. It was Barney, but that's all right. Whatever. Um, Barney, Moe, I think they're related. But uh, so Lim Jong has you know man gets hit by football yep. and then himself getting hit in the face with a football in vision and then just close up of it in his face and then Homer laughing and that w- that worked really well it actually got better ratings than the game I reckon you gotta you gotta own it when this shit happens don't you? Well, that's it I mean you always gotta have a really strong meme game if your actual game shit <laughs> and yeah I mean Bulldogs were good enough I think that's that's all we can say. Yeah, I mean, they would have hoped they were not shit enough to lose to Carlton, yeah. let's be honest. And that's uh, 0-6 for Carlton for the first time in their history. Where where do you see their win coming from? Oh, Brisbane, if they're lucky. JLT. And that, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm going. Like, I think they they were undefeated in the JLT, I think. Sure. I've got a feeling they were. I don't know. If, if you're the one that watched it, no one else will. I, I didn't watch it, no. Uh, but the thing is, Carlton have been savaged by injuries because it's been the people they can't afford to lose that have been getting injured. Yeah. Like, you know, Cruiser, who's... Yeah. Brilliant future ahead of him, but we can say that around a whole bunch of players. Well, he hasn't got a future ahead of him because his his future is the same as his past injuries. Yeah, he's yeah. never got that. Um, Sam Doherty as well, who's sitting out the entire year with an ACL. He's only twenty four. You know, is he's he coming really? off um, all Australian selection. Mm. So there's another one, and I don't think Murphy's back either. No, and Weedering still doesn't know whether he wants to be a forward or a back, and I don't know what's going on. I don't there. know if that's all his fault either. No, no, he's been trying to plug gaps that someone five years more experienced should be plugging. For the, for the second week in a row, though, I thought Liam Jones looked better. And again, because yeah, Sam yep. Rowe's there. Yeah. And I think they need to play them both. Yeah. Um, which, obviously, you know, Sam Rowe's only come back from injury um, as well and probably a little bit of coach's choice there there too. But anyway, that's, uh, that's how Friday Night Footy went. Um, I think we spent the first half of this game looking up footy stats on our phones because we were that enthralled by the contest. Look, looking up for random funny stats or well, no, anything in particular? I, I can't remember why, but we were talking about who coached the Allies against Victoria in 1999. <laughs> yes. And you would not believe... It took us a good 20 minutes to try and find the answer. Could not find it. We ended up texting Solly. Was it Dennis Pagan? No, it was Damien Drum. Oh, of but course it was. it is not on the internet anywhere. Really? We no. had to ask Solly because he played in that game. Trying to find the Allies teams, um, including coach... Yep. Fucking impossible. Like, there's no central Aussie repository of state of origin. Uh, so, really? AFL tables, you know, you guys got plenty of spare fucking time. Jump on it, please. I reckon last time using that site. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on Saturday, one of the decent games and one of the most intriguing games of the round we was... Went from worst game of the round to the best, I reckon. Oh, close to it. Close to it. Um, Geelong and Sydney. So, Sydney uh, going in without Hanbury, without Buddy. Yeah. Um, down to... Goomba Stadium, 
um, which I think they've won their last two down there before this. Yep. And obviously the question before the game is, where are the Swans going to get their goals from? Well, they come out... Um, the fourth quarter, apparently. Like a house on fire. Yeah. Kick four goals in the first, one in the middle two, and then seven in the last. He came home, yeah. Unbelievable. And it was the last seven too, wasn't it? No, the last six. Yeah, I mean, they were like a house on fire. And you could feel it happening too um, towards the end of the third quarter. They were just starting to get on top in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of Adelaide's win the uh, round before where they got no stars. Lots of people sit on the, on the pine. Yep. And other guys who just solidified and no one, ha- like, I mean, there were a couple of standouts for, for Swans, obviously. Yeah, but Kennedy, everyone, obviously. Yeah, everyone actually put in an effort. And it started from their back line, which I think has been one of their criticisms. Yep. Um, and probably the same with the Crows. Like, one of their criticisms has been their back line. And, yeah, they just pegged together and were very composed, um, especially when you're looking at, I don't know, what were they down? Like, nearly six goals or something or five goals in the uh, Not quite that far, third? but, yeah. Yeah. 20 odd points, 24 points, I think. Like, yeah. not getting totally touched up, but you're not really sure where you're gonna, we, we forward momentum's going to come from. And it came from the back line, which I think was a massive feather in the cap. Other well, thing is, too, they killed him in centre clearances, 16 yeah. to 5. Well, and that was all, all last quarter. Yeah. It was all the last quarter. Um, you know, they still had, Selwood managed to, you know, fight his way to play this game. Yeah. And Dangerfield as well. Hardly sighted. Yeah, yeah, I like, thought so. There, there were times I was watching the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, Dangerfield's playing. That's right. Yep. You know, um, so there's uh, some some issues there, but uh, you know, Gaza could be back this week, so that'll help that out. Oh no! Apparently, they're a better team without him. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> if you ask Wayne Carey, Wayne Carey actually what he tried to say was they're better off with him in the forward line. But you know, <laughs> you know, with Carey, sometimes it takes him three or four goes to yeah, yep. get across what he's actually trying to say. Yep. And yeah, I mean, there was like uh, a lot of consistency from uh, Callum Sinclair as well, playing in another. I think it was it Sinclair? Yeah, the Ruckman. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing a good job all around the grounds. Um, but yeah, that goal scorer is obviously Buddy's not there, so you're not sure who your focus is going to be, which almost was like a blessing because you had people popping up who usually wouldn't get yep. a look in because you've got Buddy sort of dominant focus as your forward line. And um, the first game is kicking their goals. Exactly. As well. Yeah, and then Oliver Florent, obviously, he's had a pretty decent game with a few touches and a couple of goals. But Will Hayward kicking three straight, um, got four tackles as well. I thought that was is a pretty he, good return. Yeah, he's a kid that. I would ask him for ID if he ordered a beer. <laughs> he looks like he's someone's. He's just hanging in the change room waiting for his dad. <laughs> um, but uh, Haywood kicked the sealer, but I, I reckon he should get dragged. How's that? You can't kick it on the outside of your boot. You haven't got a left leg, mate. Oh, this is true. You haven't got a left leg, get off. Yep. I don't care if you're kicking the winning goals. <laughs> if they got off every player that couldn't kick either foot, we wouldn't have much of a game, unfortunately. Yeah, well, got to learn. That's the way it goes. Absolutely. Um, but. It's a funny old season, isn't it? You know, with uh, yep. Sydney had all their stars the week before and capitulated at home. Their, their record away is better than their record at home at the minute. Yeah. Really? Actually, this game, this game got me to number one in the tips at work. So, uh, no one else well, picked Sydney. I did. I'm up. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling did, a lot more nervous for three-quarter time. Did you stay there till the end of the round? <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. I'm equal one. Um, yeah, it was a decent old game. And the... It was it just felt like they had extra energy in the last end. Yep. Geelong panicked and they didn't have that Ooh. calming influence. Well, we don't we don't want to say that this week. Extra energy, yeah, that, 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 especially down Geelong way. Okay, because uh, old, old Bomber Thompson's been supplying extra energy to the whole region, apparently. Yep, um, yeah, not okay. gonna happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right, on to the other game, which I, I watched uh, Geelong Sydney, so I didn't see much of North Port. But what was the story, Josh? You attended? Yeah, yeah, went along. Yep. Um, to be honest, for uh, about probably the first quarter and a little bit, 
North weren't looking too bad, but then the the basic skills just left them. Uh, and I mean basic skills by ability to pick up the ball below their knees. Port could do it, North couldn't. And um, also, all through the match, punching Benny around in the face was fine, and the other end wasn't. I was wondering if it was going to be the umps' fault. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the umps were about a three-goal fault. But um, legitimately, the whole crowd was pissed off about it, because Benny Brown's going to completely mugged and getting nothing for it. What about the guy at half-time? Did he beat the Mazda? <laughs> literally lapped it oh, 20 bucks in his pocket then in there <laughs> it's a yeah it's a spend 20 get 20 you know. North have got to keep the money flowing um, but uh, it was pretty much the game you'd expect to happen really nothing uh, nothing super surprising came out of it well I mean Jared weight kicking more goals and points is pretty surprising yeah, it's, a, it's a work up isn't it yeah um, very interesting when it comes to goal kicking as well that uh, Chad Wingard um, takes a nice mark 15 metres out and Feels a little bit tightness in his hammy, but like, oh, I can take this kick still. Yeah. I'm only 15 out. Twang. Took the kick and went, no, that'll do me. I'm done for the afternoon. I reckon KB uh, cried when he saw that. Yeah. He was that proud. It's going to cost him a week or two probably, but it's a weird one, isn't it? When you feel tightness in the hamstring, be like, no, I've still got this yeah, goal. Yeah, i got this one. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, was he coming back from hamstring problems? I th- Last year, he didn't play every game. Yeah. I, I don't know if they were hamstrings or not, but. Yeah, he's definitely had uh, injuries in the past. I did give um, Polek, who was actually on Brown for a bit, a bit of crap. But to be honest, the umpire aren't paying it. He's doing nothing wrong. That's a backman's job to make the forward life hard. Polek? Yeah. Polek was playing on no, Brown? Sorry, not Polek. Um, who the fuck was on him? Homsch? Might have been Homsch, yeah. No, Polek was, was killing us in the middle. Yeah. Um, I think it was Homsch, yeah. Uh, he, if uh, the ump isn't calling it when you're punching someone in the back of the head... Keep punching the back of the head. It's not the backman's fault. i got to say, part of me likes it too. I remember clear as a day one game with North versus Sydney when uh, Spud Ferrito was standing on Buddy (laughs) and he's punched Buddy fair in the back of the head, missed the ball by at least two (laughs) metres. You can see him, he's like, what am I going to (laughs) do? Spud Ferrito's like, "Eh, let's just... I like that. <laughs> so, you know, the back, backmen monstering the forwards. I'm like, you know what? The forwards got a lot going for them these days. Yep. If they get a few in, uh, you've you got to laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, Part of the game. What do you do? Um, Benny Jacobs did a good shutdown on Ollie Wines, though. Ollie got 20 possessions, but uh, didn't have the impact that he normally does. Well, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because you thought Robbie Gray would be the one to be worried about, but it was yeah. Sam Gray who yeah. uh, did all the hurting. Yeah. Sneaky bastard. We've been talking about what, you know, with... Port Adelaide's having what you would consider would be a forward line with plenty of options. None of them are actually kicking or firing yeah. very good. I mean, Jack Watts obviously useless and Dixon hasn't been great. Um, Westhoff's got another job now. Um, Wingard's been injured. Uh, we're looking at, yeah, one of the greys to come. Well, actually, you know, you wouldn't expect Sam Gray to come through if he was out of the two greys. But yeah, well, he's, he's had a few good games. Four well, one. He's definitely improving. Yeah. Well, Dixon was in the run uh, ruck most of the game and uh, didn't. Didn't do a bad job against Goldstein, actually. Goldstein probably had a bit more of it, but uh, for whatever reason, North decided to play the the wide uh, forward flankers again. But the problem was they weren't running into the tap. Yeah. So when the ball came to ground, the uh, narrow back flankers that Port had were running straight on the ball and running forward with it. Yeah. Is it is it a case of well, this worked last week? You know, we were, we were so good um, that they were reluctant to change. Either, I think either the coaches box or on the field, one or the other. I think to a point. But I think also um, they want to have a much more open forward line than what they have been having. Yeah. And once the forward line was congested by throwing more players back, they kind of wanted to draw the, the backman uh, out. But Port stuck to the game plan. Like, no, no, we'll we'll let you guys run out there on your own. Do, do what you like. 
we'll just stay in here yeah. and then run forward and run back. And the, the fitness level too was so much uh, in Port's favour. Uh, they had tons of run all the way through the game and yeah. North just didn't. Yeah, they chased harder as well. I mean, you can see yeah. through the teams, a lot more tackles. Um, although, again, probably for the fourth week in a row, Magic Door's best game in the colours. Okay, so he's improving slowly. Uh, he did not have one blunder in this game. Was he standing Jack Watts? <laughs> um, he was standing a few blokes, actually, but he was doing really fucking well. Um, was he doing point, what he's supposed to be doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, he's actually got the most uh, disposable efficiency of North Melbourne. Well, at, that, that 76%. Right. Oh, whoa, is that, that's the highest? Yeah. Oh, okay. 76. Oh, well, I, I guess when, you know, you know your limitations, and maybe that's yep. what he's, he's down to now. Chuck him in the middle. <laughs> no, he's he's done really fucking well. Uh, to the point where he's um, not doing anything fucking terrible, which normally he'd do great shit and then terrible shit within the next 30 seconds. But now he's doing... Just shit. Yeah, no, he's doing <laughs> average shit. <laughs> <laughs> with the occasional bit of that was pretty fucking good <laughs> like the standard of measurement for North is shit you're either doing good shit bad shit but it's always shit <laughs> sorry th- there was uh, a bit of commentary from the soccer over the weekend that you just reminded me of I don't know if you can find it but it was one of the Italian coaches of you know, one of the big teams and yeah. he's doing his press conference in English in a, a voice that if I did it you'd say it was racist yeah. like that's what it sounded like but he goes uh, questioning the, the team he goes look we all work very hard we work in 12 hours a day sometimes it may be good sometimes it may be shit <laughs> you hear it it's brilliant <laughs> I think I did see that one <laughs> with that proper Italian passion behind it as well what? <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it may be good sometimes it may be shit so that's magic door sometimes it may be good sometimes yeah. it may be shit all right. Anyway, um, Benny Brown kept quiet for most of the day, but kicked a couple of junk time goals. But the good thing is, when it comes to the Coleman Medal, junk time goals counts yep. just as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's on. Uh, he's got a four goal break on Bruce, which um, that'll be interesting to see how Bruce goes. I, uh, I forgot he was up there that high. He had one great game of five, didn't he? No, he, he he's had four, four, five, and he kicked two goals, three, I think, this week. So he's yeah. just one of those. He's kicking his goals every week, but. Yeah. Every Coleman medal like every year, there's some small forward who's there or thereabouts about halfway through, yeah. Yeah. and then they die off. Remember, Lindsay Thomas was close one year. Yeah, he was up in the 40s at about halfway mark, I think. And then got four kicks for the rest of the season. Yeah, pretty much. So it happens happens every year. So that's just the way it goes. Um, all right, on to Giants and the Lions. The Giants got up. Do we need to say more? Uh, not as big a flogging as I expected. I'm going to be honest. I would expect them after pulling in, uh, what are they Put in like 17 or 18 behinds against the Saints. Yeah. And they've come out and done against a team they 10 I mean, 17. There was one thing you're going to work on for a game that's almost a gimme. It'd be goal kicking because you did shit at it last week and got a draw against a team you should smash. Well, I mean, they did keep uh, Brisbane to one goal for the first half. Yep. Which, yep. Yeah. Not Brisbane's worst was, half. <laughs> not Brisbane's worst half. The funniest thing, though, not one multiple goal scorer for the game. Yeah, it was pretty lackluster game. It's one of those ones. Yep. I mean, but that's not uh, GWS's fault. They were playing footy at least well 10 goals 17 I think it's a little bit their fault <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we've had a few blokes who've had a shot but yeah uh, GWS has still got probably 3 or 4 of their best 10 players to come back so yep. they're just getting through these games at the minute I think um, on to Saturday night Hawthorne St Kilda god damn this game was boring well, that's Hawthorne's fault. You know what you're going to get with St. Kilda? And they were shit. <laughs> so it was at least Hawthorne's responsibility to save this, and they didn't. So it was on them. I think so, too. <laughs> um, but it did have the miss of the year, um, yep. which and, is a sh- shame. That's the highlight of this game. Well, the worst thing was Goldstein had a fucked up miss uh, the night, the, you know, earlier on. 
uh, from the goal square. He fucked that up. And then you see you, th- you see that you're going, mate, you're going to regret That's going to be all over the papers. And then this happens, memories. And you're yep. just like, what the fuck are you... How? And Josh, like I said, Josh Bruce did the, nearly the exact same thing last year in round six in Tasmania against Hawthorne. Saints won that game though instead. But anyway. yeah. um, Isaac Smith looked like he was playing with a different ball. He was the only one that looked like he knew what was going on. Yep. Um, it was just a boring, boring game. Yeah. Tom Mitchell brought his own ball. He, he ran around with it for 45 touches. 45 touches. But I reckon this is... He was more impactful against um, Melbourne when he got 26 touches. Yeah. It was just... But it was that kind of night. Yeah. You know, it's just... Everything was sloppy and greasy. They shouldn't play night footy in Hobart or, uh, or Launceston. I'm take, not so Tassie. Take Ben Jacobs off him and all of a sudden he gets 45 again. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, he's still averaging, I think, the most anybody has ever averaged. I'm pretty yeah. sure he has. Um, but he hasn't had a 30-possession game yet. No. He, the, no. Below. He's 40-plus, up he's to had, 50. He's had, uh, I think, three 40s, a 50, and two sub-25s. But uh, anyway, he's he had his own footy. But I... Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, I think he only gets one vote. Yeah. For that game. So yeah. Weird. Anyway, there's nothing more to say about that game. It was boring. It was finished. Um, Suns and the Crows. Tex Walker was feeling so good of his game the last the week before that he set out from halftime on. Yep. This one. Well, sounds fair. He's done his job. Um, more. Uh, they had uh, Matty Crouch was back um, for this game. So Adelaide is starting to get their midfield back and they'll look a much, much more dangerous side. But it's also the tertiary player stepping up. Like uh, Gallucci had a bit of a breakout season last year, and he's looking looking handy this year too. Debuted last year. Um, I think he only played half half a dozen games or something like that. Yeah, he had a breakout. Um, so he's starting to, starting to get a feel for the game now. Yeah. Hopefully and he can hold his spot once you know Sloan and all the others come back. Yeah, oh, I hope he does. Um, but their second string players are still so fucking talented. Well, Cam uh, Ellis Yolman, how good is he? Yeah, yeah, he's doing well. He played a couple of run-with roles as well. He... Um, got a lot of the credit for shutting down Josh Kennedy the week before. Mm. Yep. Um, which uh, is no mean feat. You know, a, a, a busy mid who can tackle, who of, can mark. Of his size. Of yeah. his size. Yeah. 
Um, geez, you'd, you'd want a few of them in your team. Okay. Yeah, he's got a good, like, he's got a good feed on him too. I remember watching him when he was a rookie, and like obviously he wasn't getting much attention. He was very good in like the tight contest, very quick yeah. on his feet, good at parry. He was also very hard to get off his feet. Like you look at yeah. some of the the guys that have massive impact. Like uh, Rioli is obviously the the one that comes yep. to mind straight away. Very very rarely off their feet. They'll you know do a triple backflip in midair while trying to take a mark, land on their feet, and be ready for the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a skill I don't think we see often enough. Um, and the Suns, I mean, they're pretty fucked now because Tom Lynch is out for two months. Yep. Um, to be fair, he's probably going to be out for a lot longer than that at the end of the season. But Yeah, I, I think that just gives him a chance to negotiate his contract with all the teams. Um, I think it's just saving uh, probably Melbourne or St Kilda a bit well, of cash. Richmond, they reckon. That's the biggest whisper. But I can't see Richmond having enough cash. You know how these whispers go. Yep. Well, now that they've offloaded Tyrone Vickery, they've got, yeah. got plenty of, they got plenty Tyrone of money cash to throw back into. Aren't they still paying him? No, nobody's paying him. Nobody. I, thought, I thought you still had some contract money there. No, exactly. No one's paying him. That's where I get Jake King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to Sunday. Uh, Melbourne um, just did the job uh, against Essendon, really. Uh, it's not quite where Melbourne um, wanted to be at the start of the season. Yeah. But it was still it was good enough. Yep. And I think we can just about call Australian ruck done. Yeah. It's yeah. done now, isn't it? Yeah. It's six games in. Well, and that's it. And it's, it's been consistently across, you know, especially the last three or four games. Three or four games? Yeah. Where you know what you're going to get out of Max Gorn, but you still can't stop him. There's nothing no. you can really do about it. You just have to concede that that's what he's going to do and look look elsewhere where he can stem that flow. It's a shame that the bloke hanging over the fence got so much attention because the goal that Maxi kicked was yeah, it's great. great. Mm. When he's missing set shots dead in front yep. from the identical position as they kept on going on, and he's knocking down those bananas without any issue. Yeah. Amazing. This was another embarrassing performance by Essendon, I thought. Uh, Joey Danaher's going to cop a lot of it. He is, he is. Which pisses me off because they play Hawthorne this week and that means they're going to bounce fucking back. <laughs> see, I, don't see, I see Joey Danaher being held. Like, as in, he's... Yeah, he'll get a free kick for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, he probably will. But no, I, I, he kicked 0-3. So the sort of thing where his kicking boots aren't on. He's not accurate. And those three were all gettable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he kicked the opening goal in the Anzac Day game, and you know we didn't cover it last week, but it's not worth going over again. Um, and then he hasn't kicked another goal since. No, having so, mm. I mean, such a shit year. And I think I actually tipped him for the Coleman this year. I thought it'd be his breakout. I think a lot of people did. No, yeah. I tipped him as being ordinary. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure who I tipped for the Coleman. I'm, I'm going to guess Ben Brown. I'm, guess ben I'm the ben eternal yeah. optimist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just another lackluster performance by by the Dons. I mean, the only sort of upside is that Stringers fit into that team quite well, but that's because everyone else has come down to a really shit level. You can say that they've met him more, yeah. more than the other way. Yep. Um, I mean, they do have a few players to get back. Um, and Lewenberger copped a game in this, but they don't really care because no. Bell Chambers was coming straight back in. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't see any players coming back that are game changers, though. Um, Orazio, he can be a game changer. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see him breaking but, teams. I see him being handy when they're on, but yeah, I think Stringer and Orazio sort of take each other's thunder a little bit. As yeah, well. yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, form's their biggest thing, and um, I, I think some some run through the middle. I, I just don't don't see where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and it could be even the coaches' boxes after the game. Uh, John Worsfold said we don't really know what's wrong. Well, Goddard does. He's been telling everyone all about it. <laughs> but how would you like to hear that from your coach? Like, yeah. We don't know what's going wrong. I'm like, God, Yeah, that's, that's the worst thing. It's horrible. Yeah. It's almost as bad as, yeah, Ross Lyons. We just need to tweak a few things and then finish last. Yeah. But I, I look at their side and I'm like, all right, you know, I'd, I'd probably tag Heppel, but after that... Oh, Zachy Merritt. Merritt, yeah, for sure. He's been the one consistent performer. Yeah, and yeah fair enough. 
I mean, I mean Zaha Rakas is there as well, but they're not. They're very effective uh, players to me when they've got either space or when everyone else is making space for them. Well, I'm a little bit disappointed. I I thought Essendon would have a great first half of the year. Um, clearly, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they'd be have so much run out of the back lines, you know, with uh, Devin Smith and um, uh, Ahmed Saad coming in. Mm. Um, you know, Waller going back there as well. But they've decided, no, we're going to switch it 18 times before we find the right option. Yep. We're going to move it slow out of the back lines instead. That's just wrong. Yeah, and it seems like there's a lack of uh, direct strategy for what they're going to do yeah. to set up going into the forward line. I mean, Kyle Hooker gets three kicks and 17 handballs or something stupid like yeah. that. That's someone that should be setting up that sort of play across that, that middle to half back line. See, I'm seeing they're going to play Carlton in round eight, and I'm going to be tempted to pick Carlton because that's their grand final. <laughs> See, this is what annoys me is they're going so shit. I'm giving shit to all the Essendon supporters at work, and they play Hawthorne this week, and they're going to come out and change it. That's just how fucking things work. Yeah, I can't, I can't see them changing yeah. that much. Um, so I can't really enjoy the Essendon misery until after Saturday. If Hawthorne continues it, then oh, go on, treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I will. <laughs> it's been a bit of an all-you-can-eat buffet at Essendon misery for the last few years. So you know, I, have I another have, serve. I have filled up. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, on to the Sunday game. So we had two good games to finish off Sunday. Uh, Collingwood and Richmond. It's almost a shame that the margin blew out for the quality of the game it was. Yep. I thought the contest up to three-quarter time was fantastic. Well, I mean, we've stuck at Collingwood for the last three seasons, so I think uh, it's only fair to say now they're looking good. Oh, I say we're continuing to get stuck <laughs> in all this, I say. But that, they've had a good month. You know, They Very knocked, good. knocked off Adelaide over there, um, stormed home in the Anzac Day, and took it up to Richmond for three quarters. Yep. They just ran out. Oh, exactly. I mean, there were a few people that tried to give it their all. I mean, Trelaw, um, Phillips had great games and stuck it out. But um, I thought Nank got, got the best over Grundy across the whole game. Well, between He's Trelaw, one of the big differences in the last Trelaw, quarter. Yeah, and Howell, I think so too. Between Trelaw, Phillips and Howell, it's 110 disposals. That's pretty fucking good. And mm. Howell took a, took a nice mark again, as, oh, as, Howell as does. usual. But hey, um, early on, it looked like Mason Cox was going to be the game. Yeah, yeah, out of was nowhere as well. Um, when, uh, was it, Rance gave away a 50. Um, to yep. Cox it was just pure frustration it's just like oh, yeah. fuck it kick it from the goal line you cunt well that's <laughs> it and especially if he starts taking grabs and kicking goals then there's nothing we can do about it because no. we're not playing a tall game no. and that's like the strategy you need but usually you know big men are useless so you know you sort of count on that happening yeah um, and he, he couldn't catch a handball in round one yeah yeah how many marks did uh, Mason Cox take he, he took a, a lot of contested marks uh, I think it was six you know, uh, six, yep. And there was a few times where blokes were, you know, running up to spoil it and running in front of him. Yeah. He's just like, nah, mate. He, he had a nice tackle too. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. Um, I, I've heard those rumours, but yeah. It was like a like a spider catching a snake. <laughs> also, Josh Caddy coming back from uh, a bit of timeout, kick four. It's always a good sign. Yeah. Um, seems to have that good goal sense. Doesn't matter what angle he's on, you always back him to kick goals. And I think. Obviously, with him getting that sort of form, it sort of makes it makes it really hard for Lloyd to have any sort of yeah. look into where he's going to fit in that that squad. Well, I mean, right now, if you're starting finals, um, you know, in in May, yeah, you, you, Tigers would be unbackable. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I mean, it's the way that they're playing. They look so much fitter than they did two years ago. They run out games so well. Mm. Um, and their injury list is pretty good. Yeah, and they've still got a young, young team too. I mean, they're still mm. blooding in guys like Higgins who can't do, stop it. Yeah, oh, snap. Yeah. Higgins. How was he just get them? Hey, two for the price of one as well. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, that was well played. See, the second goal there is even better than the first. Like, yeah. the end of the first one, which is, you know, a, just at the, pretty much the goal square shot. And then, who was it that ran into him? Done. 
Linda Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, that's which, a dumbass move. It was just a six foot four bloke versus a five foot four bloke. Yep. Really. And it was there every oh, yeah, every day. Of course it was. And it was yep. every dead second in of every front day. of the umpire. So no choice. Some or all forwards will put mayo on it, and you might have put <laughs> yeah. a tiny bit, but there was more than enough there to start with. Like, yeah, was, exactly. Yep. It was a free kick every day. And then he kicks it, and then I saw Revolt running to him. That's your goal. That's your yeah. goal. Um, he probably thought, oh, fuck it, it's worth it. Even Linda Dunn's going, oh, fuck it, it's only Collingwood. <laughs> Snag Higgins is quickly getting a, a fan favourite tag. Isn't he? Which is, you know, good on the lad. He's showing a bit of personality. Get why, in there. Why not? And I'm just kind of glad that, was it, yeah, Mang got injured in the game, didn't he? Sure. Uh, i sure he went yeah. off with yep. something wrong with him. Yeah, because I thought if, if Mang kicks a goal in this last quarter, it's not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good strategy to try and target Mang, get him out of the way. Yeah. Make sure he does fuck all in that last quarter and we got this. We got it. But yeah, a couple of injuries for Collingwood as well, which doesn't help their cause. They got to. I mean, it seems like they get, get a couple back and then a couple more drop drop yeah. down. Was it Aish that's gone? Aish is gone. He's yeah. uh, PCL. That's yeah. ruined my uh, enjoyment for Hate, all the Collingwood matches. Hating Aish for, <laughs> for no, <laughs> no good reason. I, I have none. I have. He might be a really nice kid, might give to charity, I, but for some reason, just his face just looks punchable to me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's on me. I'm, you know. Actually, it is all on me because I, <laughs> <laughs> I yes. do feel kind of ripped off that Collingwood look at this as a win, though. Like, they get more out of this. It's a win for them. Yeah. Well, it does build expectation, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it didn't work the way for Melbourne, though. No, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Reed with the Achilles and Maynard with the ankle, both uh, adding to Collingwood's injury right. woes. I think they're out for a little while, too. And they're, um, so this week is the week before players come back. Yeah. They've still got a few more that need to come back. But, and also, uh, a big feather in Grundy's cap is keeping. Um, <clears throat> keeping Keeping uh, our, our, our Premiership Ruckman Sean Grigg for Sean zero Grigg. hitouts. Thank you. Yep. yep. It's, a, it's a great effort by the by. You can see where you're going. You just, <laughs> the train was stuck at the station. Just yep. couldn't get out. <laughs> Grandy wasn't too bad at all. I thought. Oh, he played, played well, but he's not good a, enough. He is going to be something special. Yeah, God. He's, um, it's just too, he's like the uh, Stuart McGill to Max Gorn's Warney. A little bit at the minute, but I think he's got a couple of years on Maxi Gorn yet. I think he does. He's got two or three. Um, on to uh, the... Dockers and Eagles with Derby 47 or whatever it was and all the talk during the week about the trophy and the medal and comes out, you know, Ross Glendinning gives out two medals instead now. Yeah. Was it ever a more placate, placating decision that yeah. they could have made? Yeah. Do you think Ross Glendinning just got pissed off? He's like, fuck it. You have one, you have one, fuck off, leave well, me alone. He has done it before. He has overruled, yes. <laughs> Once they, He's called an audible. They got the votes for the Ross Glendinning medal and he went, no, nah, to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you can't do that. He's like, I've got my name on it. I don't know what I fucking want. Went all Australian next top model right. on him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like, great. I do the same thing. I feel like if it's got your name on it, then yeah, yeah. that's fair I'm enough. Like, oh, yeah, if there's, a statue, this, there's yeah. a statue of you at the ground, you make the rules. That's hmm. the that's the law, I'm pretty sure. That was Michael Jordan's uh, when he made his comeback. Remember? Yeah, that's Steve, right. Steve, <laughs> somebody asked Steve Kerr, like, if Jordan comes back, is he going to play? They're going to come off the bench. Yeah. And he said, I think the rule is if it's your statue at the front, you're not coming off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, a decent game, though. Uh, probably, if this isn't match of the round, then um, Geelong Sydney was. But uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, and the, uh, the contest was there all, all day. Mm. It, was, yep. it was up for grabs. Yep. Fife kept uh, reasonably quiet at 27 posies. but did look uh, a little bit sore at times. A little bit, but he's had such a great start of the season. I'll yeah. forgive him if he bounces back next week. Um, and I thought that uh, it's just a little bit more class with West Coast all over the ground, which yeah. you'd probably expect at the start of the year. Well, yeah. I mean, they've still been surprising, though, for how they've been going. Yeah. Um, but it has been because of that. They've just had a lot more clean of possession. Um, 
Yeah, a lot more contributors. It's five in a row wins for West Coast. It's yeah. not a bad yeah. effort at all. Sitting on equal points at the top yeah. of the table, yep. out of percentage. But yeah, I think they're well ahead of what they would have um, sort of strategized at the start of the season. So I think that gives them a lot more opportunity to, um, you know, either rest players or really manage your list uh, and look for a proper push towards finals. Especially if everyone's saying the Optus Stadium surface is really hard yep. if that's true I don't know if it is yeah. but if that's true it means they can manage a few players well that's it and I mean in. if if you know they have no problems playing that ground and it's something that makes it harder for your position then yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a bonus for them really um, Michael, Michael Wardle's got the bit of hobble on though which is uh, he's been in great form he did spend uh, I think three quarters on the bench yeah left knee um, but I think they got good news um, today so which might mean you know one week instead of six. Right. That might be what they classify good news. I hope so. He's, uh, I, I believe, he's underrated. I think he gets a bit of press, but probably not as much as he, he'd get if he was uh, in Melbourne. He's one step off all Australian. Um, mm. He's that that good. Mm. You know, um, he, he just needs to have some consistency on the field. You know, because I think he, he ended up doing his knee. You know, not doing his knee, but a couple of injuries last year, which you know takes you out for a couple of games, and then it's one to get back into the flow of it. And um, so, if he strings together a whole season, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much. Because um, goddamn, he's hard to stop. Um, I thought Big Sandy wound back the clock a bit as well in this one, um, taking some nice grabs and yep. move, moving well too. He was. And I, I mean, I think he outperformed Nick Nat in this game. I think Nick Nat got like eight touches or something like that and Sandy's moving on the ground. Looked good. Such two different yeah. styles of Ruckman yeah. that have dominated in their own right. Yeah. Yeah, it is very much Andre the Giant versus Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Um, but yeah, Sandy had more disposals, um, more kicks, more marks, more hitouts. Same tackles. But uh, <laughs> to be fair, Sandy tackles you. You're yeah. kind of feeling it. Yeah, I mean, he can be coming off the... Um, Interchange bench and tackle you in the goal square. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the bonuses of uh, Nick Nat is he plays as a rover, and if you've yeah. not allowed him to, to play that role and have to, you know, struggle to get his possessions, and that's definitely a win. Well, I think that's Obviously, yeah. not Sandy, but I mean, that, Nick Nat doubles as a rover, Sandy doubles as a goalpost. Yeah. So, you know, both well, handy. That's the thing with Nick Nat, how he can dominate you as the ruck rover. Yeah. Um, but with somebody like Sandy on the other team, guys, we can't spoil him. We yeah. need you to look <laughs> after him. So Nick Nat becomes accountable. Yeah. And that's why I don't think he's never dominated Frio like he has other sides yep yeah fair call um, Shannon Hearn had a good one as well yeah um, he's had a good a season so far a little bit of a miss last week but has, has McGovern re-signed yet because uh, I know that's been pushed back a couple of times I'm not sure I've got a feeling he hasn't which uh, that'll be something that'll Man. come into the media soon again nah, I'm sure it'll be fine I, I reckon. Um, and Chris Maston, just reminding people that, yes, I am still a cunt. <laughs> um, but again, it's one of those ones where, like, I don't like the hyperbole that goes around it. Yeah. So he's tackled somebody and he's given the old uh, face massage yeah. with with the forearm. Yeah. And people are saying he's dropping elbows on his head. I'm like, no, he's rubbing his forearm on his face. Like, yeah. Which yeah, is it, fucking annoying. Yes. But it's already annoying enough. Yeah. You don't need to put mayo on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well... If you're going to be can't be full cunt. Yeah, go for a can over. Ah, that's all right. That's Get just, in there. Um, he, he copped, you know, I think he got 1500 bucks for it. So Yeah, yeah there's been a few fines. It's quite clearly not the worst thing he's ever done on the football field. So. <laughs> it, it seems like uh, Hocking and what's the other bloke? Christensen? Christensen's Whatever. the MRO. Yeah, they just they decided this uh, whole thing's going to be about brown paper bags and fine money. Jeez, they've done well the last two weeks, yeah, haven't they? they? They're in a lot of beer money. <laughs> there was a uh, melee in the um, Do you think S- Sydney Geelong game. The fines are cheaper for cash. Oh, it's got to be, doesn't it? <laughs> I would say that. Fifteen hundred, mate. Uh, you got twelve hundred cash on you now. We'll call it even. 
Well, it is so funny the way things are going because that used to be uh, Carlton's uh, go, didn't it? But Carlton feel like the Richmond of old. And I'm talking Pretty much. mid-80s to uh, early 2000s, <laughs> Richmond. 2016. Yeah. Who's, who's their tambling? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I look at their Daisy list. Daisy Thomas. <laughs> oh, no, he would be that, yeah. Yeah, the, he was the most expensive piece of crap. Yeah. Um, although he's, he's come average uh, yeah, of recent. Yeah, which is a, a step up. Uh, but having said that, if Charlie Curnow or Manny Cruiser tomorrow announce they're up for grabs, then people will be interested. Yeah, or Crips. But, yeah, I know we're going back to Carlton now, but if you have a look at some of the players they've lost, obviously there's a lot they've of good players a lot there. of stars. Yeah. <laughs> but even, okay, everyone's focused on you know Kennedy and, and Eddie Betts and that kind of stuff, but even um, Tui... And Lockie Henderson, they could do with those two. Right yeah, now. well, yep. they managed to pick up Aaron Mullet, so you know, Sean, exactly. Sean Griggs wouldn't have had him either. <laughs> um, and they, I think they're actually they'll be better off in a couple of years. They just try oh, to it. It, it is one of those. Well, unfortunately, they might uh, do a Richmond of old, like you're calling, and uh, sack the coach a bit too early, because if they end up say zero and eleven, which yeah, which is likely. The odds are in favour of it. Yeah. That's when the coach starts having those hard conversations yeah. and hard meetings. Um, just to finish off uh, Frio and West Coast, though, not to ignore the WA teams, um, I thought Jack Redden had his best game. Um, He's a ever, fucking handy player. Yeah, ever definitely. Since coming across. Yep. He hasn't been much uh, since he left uh, the Lions, but yeah. um, I, I noticed the, the Lockie Neal and Shannon Hearn shared the medal, yep. um, but uh, Jack Redden got the coach's votes. Votes, right. He got the most there. There aren't too many, uh, too many players you'd keep over getting Lockie Neal in your squad. He's he's proper good. Nah, he's, he's pretty handy, no doubt. Yeah, he gets a lot of the ball. All right, let's have a look at round seven, which hopefully is going to be a lot better. Well, the matchups look a lot more night, uh, more even. So oh, I hope fun. so. Um, Rumours are Gary Ablett's going to come back for a Friday night. Uh, Geelong versus the Giants. I think if the Giants get a few of theirs back, and there's rumours that uh, when I say rumours, you know reports, um, lob. Green and somebody else could be uh, Kelly could Kelly, be back. Yeah, that's three big ins if yep. they get all three. But I reckon one or two might be enough for them. Yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, pretty. I mean, can Duras kick a winning score? This this is what the question is. I mean, they've it's been so many behinds and they've got that much talent in their team. But where are the goals going to come from? Well, we said that the same about Sydney last week, and they found a way. Yeah, this is true. But if there's one team that's got plenty of youth coming through. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that silly one, isn't it? I mean, they kicked ten goals, seventeen, and and nine goals, fifteen or something yep. the week before. They're getting plenty of shots on goal. As yeah. soon as they straighten up, they won't be stopped. No, and so, yeah, it could be a battle of backlines because it could really open up to a free-scoring game, this one. Yeah. But if they get Green and Kelly back, they're a far-goal-better side. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Ablett comes back, I think it gives uh, Geelong more options as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, when they missed Duncan earlier in the year, I think that's a bigger out than Ablett. But, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Menzel and uh, Selwood Mark II are still out, which is... I, I actually quite rate Menzel. I think he's had a, oh, a fairly good run. What do you mean? He's all-Australian until he got injured. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's um, killing it. So having him out for one more week, and he, it was a, a groin, so he's probably going to be working his way back uh, in terms of fitness a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Geelong need goals as well, because Tommy Hawkins mm. isn't right. No, uh, no. I, I don't reckon he could touch his toes uh, at, at the minute. Um, so without him, and then Menzel was their leading goal kicker, yep. Yeah. you're going to need a lot of goals from your midfield, and they can. But And their goal kicking uh, small players like Cockatoo and Guthrie, they're both out. Yeah. So who, who do you reckon? I'm going for GMBH, which is probably an upset, and that uh, puts the Cats at zero and two at GMBH, eh? 
GHBM, Goomba. Yeah, Goomba, um, for the last two weeks, but I, I think they'll do it. And mm. I don't think Ablett's, if he's coming back now, he's not coming back at 100%. And he did that at Gold Coast, and it proved to be a bit of a mistake. I think that they would have noticed the holes in the game against Sydney on the weekend. So I think that's something they'll really work on and probably pay benefits in this game. I think they'll be a much more composed team. So I think Geelong will get across the line. Essendon and Hawthorne at the MCG. Uh, this could have been a different game was it Eddie had, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Actually, no, actually, I don't think so. No, I think Hawks <laughs> will either from, way. From, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I was like, think so. I was thinking, actually, Hawks, Essendon have played all right. No, Essendon have not played all right, actually. No. <laughs> it's been terrible. So, yeah, I think Hawks will, will come home with this with the goods in this one. I think that there seems to be a little bit of a breakdown in that team of the Bombers. So I'm not sure if Something's they yeah. have the ability to work as a team. Is, Whereas Hawthorne, that's been their, their pretty much their positive. Is Shields back yet? Maybe. He had Maybe. back spasms uh, against North and didn't play this week. Yeah, if, it, if it's just a spasm sort of thing and it's just, uh, you know, he needs a bit of rest, a bit of massage, uh, him coming back uh, along with Burgoyne, who will be back at uh, 100%, you'd imagine, or yeah. as close to mm-hmm. it as possible. Better off for the run, Burgoyne, yeah. um, Saturday night. I can't see Essendon getting near them if both of those players are anywhere near their potential. I think it is, I'm worried about this game because of my pessimism um, also, Hawthorne haven't been good the last three weeks, yeah. but they beat Melbourne, who were terrible, um, got done by North, and then beat St Kilda, who were terrible. So I'm a little bit worried that Essendon are going to come into form sooner or later. And like I said, I've been giving so much shit to Essendon supporters at work. Karma's got to come back at some stage. <laughs> How much sick leave have you got saved up? <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> I, might, I might need it. Well, um, Matt, Matt Day and Orazio Fantasia, if they come back in, they look a little bit of a better side, but I don't see those as, as big ins as uh, Shield and again oh Sicily comes back as well does he yeah. oh from suspension yeah. suspension yeah he, now that is a genuine begin because um, you always need a, a dickhead on your team and he, he certainly enjoys being that I think him and Burgoyne um, oh Burgoyne's not a dickhead I like Burgoyne no nobody hates the Burgoyne um, Eagles and the power over at Optus Stadium hang on you've skipped uh, Bulldogs and Suns uh, Bulldogs and Suns was the first game we did no. no, I skipped that. Absolutely, I did. All right, Bulldogs, Suns. Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, Suns, Suns haven't got anyone left. All right, Eagles and the power. <laughs> one thing I like about the Suns, they've got some one guy called uh, Sean Lemons. And if he's not called Siemens, I don't know what goes on. That's just, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe it's just me that sees that. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, it uh, is just you. Yep. Um, <laughs> Eagles and Port for the third time. <laughs> Where are we playing? Optus Stadium. Yeah, over well, there. I think good game. It's going to be a good game, but I mean, not really consistent performance from Port. And obviously going over there, hard service and lots of hamstring <laughs> injuries coming on from Port Adelaide. I think they might have the work cut out for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they just took a little breather on this one and put, put some players to rest. Uh, it's a big, long way to travel. Yeah, so I think West Coast will, will get the goal on this one. Well, they're halfway there from Melbourne, so, you know, it's not that big a travel. But um, no Paddy Ryder and Nick Nat being Nick Nat, uh, I think that's a hole. But I, I think that's it right there. That's the game. And uh, no Lindsay Thomas, obviously, so that's uh, a bit of a problem too. Yeah, and, the, and Jack Watts is in, so they're <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, Paddy Ryder is due to come back, um, but I reckon they're going to go, you know what? Well, yeah. It's his Achilles, Achilles, so if it's something that... Everyone's uh, complaining about that surface. Yeah. One more week. And a bloke who depends on his jump and run. Yeah. And by all accounts, uh, Paddy takes a little while to get back into the, the fitness of things. Yeah. Um, he, he likes uh, match fitness as opposed to track fitness. <laughs> so when he comes back, it'll be another couple of weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this won't be the one. So they've got to cut him off the meat pies for a little bit. Something like that. 
Um, so I think Eagles will put six six in a row. Yeah, I can see that. I think it'll be uh, a bit tighter than we think, though. But uh, yeah, I think I the Eagles. All right, that's three Eagles. On to uh, Sydney and North at the SCG. No Buddy, no Hanabry for this week. See, I'm actually disappointed there's no Buddy. Um, I know it makes it a fuck ton yeah. harder for North to win if uh, he's in the squad, but I would like to see uh, Tarrant or Daw on Buddy just for the fact of their development. Jesus Christ. You want to see Daw on Buddy? Yeah, because, you know, if you're going to try and turn a bloke into a backman, put him on the, one of the best forwards in the game and say, mate, uh, you've got the yeah. toe to keep with him. Keep with him. I remember uh, Hawthorne putting Zach Dawson on Sav Rocker <laughs> and he kicked nine. Uh, there's an education for you, cunt. <laughs> I would hate to see Buddy on, on Majak. I think that's just unfair. We'd well, have the option of switching to Tarrant, and Tarrant's yeah, Tarrant, had a, a be, pretty good history against Buddy uh, between be, him and Thompson. That'd be a great matchup. But, but I think for, if you're going to develop Maj into a backman, that would be a great development sort of uh, method for him. If North are to win this, it's only because uh, Jacobs can hold Kennedy out. Because I, I don't think he has the tank to go with Parker. And, and Parker will go forward and, and take big grabs. Yeah. But you can shut down Kennedy. Yeah. Having said that, he had his best game of the year last week. So. Yeah. But Parker's yeah. goals have been handy running across the back line as well. Yeah. So I don't think Higgins is coming back yet. Um, but on the plus side, Mason would kick six in the VFL. So He's got to be looking at it. Yes, yeah. and uh, Nick Larkey kicked uh, two bags of four in a row. So Jared Waits oh, due for a bit of a rest. That'll satisfy all the Nick Larkey fans out there. <laughs> all, with, all with their number, whatever, on their yeah. back. <laughs> He's got the Suv as the nickname for Larkey. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm pretty sure that was uh, Jared Waits' uh, nickname contribution, which if he takes his spot, he'd probably be a bit pissed about it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, what can you do? Um, yeah, and look, anyone that tips north hates money. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Sydney should give him absolute fucking hiding, but I think uh, it'll be one where it'll be an educational well, game for the young lads. I was going to say at least Sydney have only had two losses this year, and they've both been at the SCG. So North have got that going for them, I guess. <laughs> okay, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll look for every positive possible. Um, to me, it's just good. getting the game style right. Yeah. Uh, if you can find some way of uh, getting your game to run the the structure the, to run the way you want it against Sydney then you know it's a robust structure. Um, but it's going to be fucking tough. Uh, Crows and Carlton over there. That's just... Tex must be kicking himself that he can't play this game. Yep. Uh, how many goals does Josh Jenkins kick from the goal square? I'm Ooh. just wondering if Tex comes on as a runner or something and then takes his... I don't, I don't think he does much running I mean, in his spare time. I think Jen, Jenkins kicks four from the goal square only because everyone else knows that they can kick him from 40 so they don't bother. Let's <laughs> uh, go straight his head. Do you reckon Tex just tells... Jacobs to get uh, Jenkins to get the fuck out of the goal square he's doing it this week no no I don't think he has a chance he, he knows not to take it, uh, candy out of a baby's mouth that's, that's Jenkins you know that's his livelihood kicking goals from the goal square um, Eddie Betts could be back for this one too so um, he'll need a nice little tune up to get him in into uh, into the season proper I just I don't see Carlton's back line matching up at all I don't see their forward line matching up I don't see the midfield matching up uh, they're I- a piece of shit They've no, for a reason. I can jump on Kernow as a forward option, provided the ball gets to him. But uh, I, I just don't see them stopping Adelaide from scoring. No, no one does. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be embarrassing. Of course it is. Um, Richmond and Frio MCG. Uh, you'd reckon after a derby, the uh, Western Australian teams usually find it a little bit tough the week after. Yep. So perfect timing for for the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, they've got no mains, so, so I'm not really that concerned about this one. Free always tend to put up a good fight against Tigers, though. They do. With um, Maine? Yeah, with Maine. <laughs> the, only, uh, the only out the Richmond have is Rizza, and yeah. uh, he could be back. 
Yeah, it's due. Oh, probably he might be back. Um, I think he was they were pegged around round six, but you got to run him through the VFL, surely. Nah, fuck it. Bring I, I would have thought in. so. And yeah, big out for the Dockers is Ross Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I think it's a bit of a nothing story, though, that one. Uh, I, I don't think... <laughs> I mean, it's not quite Stormy Daniels, but there was <laughs> no. some money crossed hands. Yeah, yeah. It was at least 10K. But what I found really funny was the story had been hinting at it. It was like a senior official at Frio. Yeah. And it's like, we all know who it is. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to name him yet. And then yeah. they're going, no, fuck it, we'll name him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt His, like. His name person. rhymes with Boss Kynes. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> normally, if, if in doubt, look at the injury list. But even if you weren't in doubt Frio I've got a massive one yeah you know Hill oh. Gray anyone that knows who Stefan Gyro is good on you but he's out <laughs> Walters uh, Benel <laughs> Benel <laughs> old mate Benel he's, he's not even on the list uh, but yeah Walters out hurts them massively yeah he does cuts down another avenue to go yep um, Nanka I think will enjoy the the matchup with um, yeah it should be a good one actually he matches yeah. up very well because the one thing that uh Old mate's good at is getting his hand to the ball, but he doesn't seem to be good at getting to his players. Yeah. Um, Saints and Melbourne at Etihad Stadium. Melbourne used to have a real problem. I think they never won at Etihad Stadium against the Saints until last year or something. Right. Like that. Um, so the Saints need a bounce back. They need a bounce back big because, uh, to be honest, I think the coach's job is in trouble if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for sure. And yeah, I hope this is. I hope it's not just a real shitty skilled game. I hope it's a free yeah. flowing game and it could actually be exciting. Um, yeah, I'm gonna maybe. I think maybe the Saints will build, bounce back this one. They always have a knack of, I don't know, finding a, a streak of form for one game just to get yeah. the fans back and break it's their hearts again. Usually against a top four side, though. Yeah, that's true. Sort of pop up and go, oh, what the fuck did yep. you in that one? See, yep. Petrarca randomly got bit by a dog on the finger or some shit. It wasn't randomly. He had two dogs and they were fighting and he put his hands in between them. Yep. You see, you know about that. I have some sympathy with him. I've, I've done that myself. <laughs> Mind you, I was 10. <laughs> yeah, um, I. I imagine if you're a professional AFL football player, probably, I don't know, get a stick. But that wasn't the worst of it, though. The thing was, the dog cut him, and he went, oh, I'll be right. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the problem. See, I don't... You, he played you, a game of footy. You literally go to a ground, go to a, a training facility with some of the best medical doctors in yeah. the country. Well, he's... On, Mel- the next, hey, like, Mel- on the next door. Melbourne as well, so he's got a few in the stands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got fucking neurosurgeons and shit just, <laughs> yeah. you know, sponsoring him. And he's just like, oh, no, nah, I'll just oh, put a bit of elastoplast on there. I'll be right. It's almost as bad as when Anthony Mundine tried to clean his contact lens by licking it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my fuck. He put, it, put, it, put it back in his eye. I always lost his eye. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, uh, uh, to it, be fair, it, I expected more from Christian Petrarca in decision-making than Anthony Mundine. Yeah. Yeah. So who's winning this one, Melbourne or Saints? I'm on Melbourne because I don't think anyone can tip Saints at the moment. Uh, I'm tipping them. Uh, <laughs> just because. You, yep. you crazy. And Lions and Collingwood up at the Gabba. You know what? Lions are due for one. Yeah, I think, I think they've got a chance. See, I think so too. I, yeah. I think I've pumped up Collingwood and they have played very well. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, shorter break, and I feel like they really have been going flat chat for um, the last couple of games. They've they've played their asses off. Well, two games in five days they played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and without Aish, uh, I think lots that's of injuries. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, and anytime Bucks gets pumped up, does some good stuff. His <laughs> yeah. players find a way to fuck it up for him. They do. Well, yeah. Uh, Darcy Moore also. Um, yeah, still, still a couple away. Yeah, he'll be a little bit away. Uh, Levi Greenwood's out. Gold Sacks, obviously out. Jamie Elliott's still out. Broomhead, Aish, Adams. I, I'm, I'm tipping Brisbane for an upset. I think I'll still tip Collingwood, but 
Brisbane can do it. Yeah, I'm tipping Collingwood, but yeah, I'll probably watch it for first quarter to see if there's a chance. I- I'd love it if they had another miracle on grass. Game. Yeah, that'd, that'd yeah. be great. Um, all right, that'll do us for round seven. Um, hopefully, we I can actually get back to the footy this week. I haven't been to a game for a couple of weeks, so I'm I'm hanging out for it. Yep. All right, that'll do us. Bye. Yep. Peace. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.